Hi. Welcome to your neighborhood pharmacy. Hi, I've got a prescription for diabetes test strips. How much is the copay? Well, it depends on your type of commercial insurance and factoring in your yearly spend, subtracting the deductibles, also depending on your monthly Ugh, allowance. Why can't there be a better option? Or you could try Contour Next test strips. A 35 counts only $19.99 over the counter and proven to be highly accurate. Go to contournext.com slash radio to see if over-the-counter strips are a more affordable option for you. Hmm, I think I'll try Contour Next. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a right kind of yeah on this Monday today, Nick. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think what happened, we had Justin here in pregame. We kind of talked about the, what the show's going to be about. We hit the intro, and he's gone. I don't think he really liked what we had to say. Tonight. He had a brownout on his computer, so uh, he needs to boot it back up. He, he, well, actually, I think what he said was, hey, you're going to talk about the Niners? I'm out tonight. All right, well, let's get things started. We talked about overreacting Monday. It's time to overreact. I hope you're here to overreact with us. Let's start with our introductions. Welcome into the studio. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yeah, uh, week one is almost in the books. You know, uh, week one is always the hardest one to uh, for fantasy and for betting. And uh I lost on both. So if you're in my boat, I'm right along there rowing with you. So uh, anyway, uh, as you're rowing the boat, go over to TSS Fantasy. Uh, click the subscribe button on YouTube. You can win a CK 2K jersey. And and check out our mer- merchandise and our rankings. Are up, our rankings will be updated by tomorrow for the Week 2 matchup. Uh, starting with Thursday's game against the Chargers and whoever they're playing. I don't know who they're, who they're playing. They're, they're playing some, somebody. But anyway, that's my spiel, and I'm sticking to it. All right, well, just so you know, <laughs> it's our game of the week. It's Chargers versus Chiefs on Thursday night. Yeah, I them. I didn't even know it was Thursday night, and we had last week was Thursday night, too. I was like, wow, that's really kind of working out kind of well. All right, let's also welcome to the studio, forget his brown out or black out, whatever he had. Welcome <laughs> in Justin <laughs> Jesus Herrera. 
Yeah, if you're in the state of Maryland right now on the eastern shore, you know you'll have severe thunderstorm morning. So this might be an in-and-out type of day for your boy Justin, but I'm going to give you That's the best that I can while I'm here. We do. Listen, Nick. we're, we're – <laughs> I was thinking it. it. Nick said it. What are you going to do? Um, let's listen. We're yeah, down here. I, I, I knew it when I when it first left my. I was like, all right, I'm just waiting for one of these guys to pull it off. Who's gonna do it? <laughs> you can always rely on Nick. I'll tell you that right now. Just like oh. I relied on him to fill in my spot, tell you all about TSSFantasy.com. Tell us about the rankings, guys. It's week two, and I can't wait to get it started because week one was somewhat of a nightmare for me. Yeah, Mike's. And I wonder why. We got it. <laughs> We got a comment already. Mike uh, is calling me out for watching the TV. We're playing right now in our big league. So, we're yeah, as I mentioned, I got to get Javonta Williams to outscore Alberto by six points. Get in the end zone, boy. What's wrong with you? All right, let's talk right now. Listen, guys, we have a great week one. Before we get into it, though, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Nick, you were close. CJ2K. Your uh, football signed, ready to go. Hit the subscribe button. Hit yeah, him too. Also, don't forget, um, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Lots of great contests still going on. Daily stuff. They got it all. And we're going to double that money. Come get with us. Come hang with us. Lots of good stuff. Justin, why would do all this crazy stuff? Well, I think you're supposed to go Nick first for that I one. Know, I was switching I'll up. take it. I was switching up. Oh, well, shit. I guess it's because we can. And why is that? <laughs> Nick? <laughs> well, I guess it's because I think it's because we're the fancy show of the people. So know, that's like, that's the true reason why we do it. Get with the program. <laughs> Get with the program. Yeah, you got to be able to think on your feet a little here. Laptop not working. Can't I go know. with the audibles. Holy yeah. crap. Justin's out here looking like Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah. all right, let's I, I am a one-read type of guy, all right? I am not looking out all across the field. Just send me down the middle, coach. I am a one-read type of guy. <laughs> yeah, you and Kyler Murray. Indeed. All right, well, let's get things started. We got a lot to talk about, so let's both start with a little news. <laughs> So, I mean, lots of injuries to talk about, lots of fun games to talk about. Let's just get into the injuries. Doc will be with us tomorrow. We'll get a little more in-depth into the injuries and kind of see where we're at. We know Prescott fractured thumb. We heard initially six to eight weeks right now is a prognosis for him to get back. So we will see. Um, you know, this is a huge loss, obviously, for the Cowboys. Um, but Justin, to kick it to you first, fantasy-wise, Cooper Rush now seems to be the starter. Are you trusting CeeDee Lamb and the rest of these Cowboys? I mean, maybe as a flex, it's hard for me to trust the running game because I think that everybody's just going to see it coming. Uh, Pollard, because he offers more than just as a running back, he can be a slot receiver. Um, Dalton Schultz, I still kind of like because, you know, whether it's a backup or a starter, your tight end's like your best friend. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. C.D. Lamb, like I said, I can't. In good conscience right now, I cannot put him as my number one wide receiver. I would have to put him as like, you know, a two, three, or a flex. There's just – I mean, he had his opportunity last week or yesterday 
and he couldn't get it done with Dak Prescott. I have so many questions. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk in a second though. Look, look who joined us, Brad the Bears. <laughs> Brad, get on the damn podcast. Let's go. Says, Let's go. A great day. Uh, he didn't say it, but I'll say it. Bear down. All right. Let's get on to. Um, I'm gonna a couple receivers. I'm gonna throw a couple receivers at you, Nick. Chris Godwin coming back mm. off the ACL. We're gonna talk to Doc a little bit about this because I definitely question them brushing him back. Because this is exactly what happens because you're compensating, compensating, excuse me, for injury. Other stuff starts to tighten up. That's, it's very natural to happen. So I'm surprised they rushed him back. Now he's got the hamstring issue. Keenan Allen also with a hamstring issue as well. Um, it's kind of up and down for what we hear. MRI possibly um, to be taking place. But Keenan Allen said it's no big deal afterwards. So Nick impacts on both of those guys um, to their team. Um, what do you What do you think they are? Well, yeah, let's, let's start off with the, um, Chris Godwin. You know, when he came out and said, you know, a couple of days before the game, he says, there's a small chance that he'll play. And then he comes out and then he plays. You kind of, you kind of thought that he's going to rush it back. And then, of course, once you're on the field, you forget about everything and you just go full bore. And, uh, and it caught up to him. Uh, you don't just ease back into that when you're Chris Godwin and, and you're playing, um, that team from Texas. Uh, so, and as far as Keenan Allen goes, uh, I'm just reading in a, a report from Yahoo. And he said, because the game's on Thursday, that there's a small chance he'll play this week. Right. So uh, what I would do if, if I were you, if you have either one of those bump somebody up from your bench, if they're, if they're viable. Okay. Uh, but the top three receivers, I'd, pick up this week would be um curtis samuel julio jones came came out of the grave i don't know what happened with him and uh i'd probably pick up um sterling Shepard. right that's our waiver shows tomorrow nick thanks all, all right, right nick you're a day early <laughs> you're a day early and a dollar short my friend guy right. let's go on to e i'm always a dollar mitchell. short Eli Mitchell um, starts out really good, looked good in this matchup. Unfortunately, once again, injury bug hitting those minor running backs, and it's a knee injury at least two months. A sprained MCL is the prognosis. We'll talk a little more, obviously, with Doc. This is an already injured knee. So, Justin, I'm going to go to you, obviously, on this one. What do you guys say about the impacts? Who would you pick up? Because Jeff Wilson came in. We talked about this in our text um, and did nothing pretty much. So who's the guy you think in the Niners that's going to pick up the slack? So if you need an immediate running back, if Elijah Mitchell was your one or two guys, I would say go get Jeff Wilson. Kyle Shanahan's already said he's the starter right now. If you've got some flexibility there, I would go actually go Jordan Mason. I think Jordan Mason's a guy who in the coming weeks is actually going to rise in the ranks here. Um, he was very good in the preseason. He runs exactly like Elijah Mitchell runs, fast, violent. He loves to hit people in the chest. That's everything that Shanahan wants, and he's an undrafted free agent. So Shanahan obviously loves him, right? Terrell Davis, Elijah Mitchell, all these guys that – Kyle Shanahan didn't have to spend a lot of capital on, or his father didn't have to spend a lot of capital on. That seems to be the whole thing with the Shanahan tree. So mm -hmm. I would say, like I said, if you need him right now, go get Jeff Wilson against the Seahawks. It's probably going to be a good matchup for a spot play. But if you're looking, if you have that flexibility, that, you know, 
ability to go a week or so without a good running back, I think Jordan Mason is going to be the long-term guy until Mitchell gets back. We're going to bring up uh, this next comment. We're going to bring up Jerry Judy just hit down the sideline, and he's gone. Touchdown, by the way. I had to give that Monday night Monday night update. This was brought up by by Brad. I had to I had to say this, Mikey Mikey on point with his bets. He called the Bears upset. He called a lot of stuff. We're gonna get to that later. Mikey bets, boy. Welcome to TSS. We appreciate you. All right, that's why he's Mikey bets, man. He's the best in the bets. Yeah, you gotta bet. You gotta bet with Mikey. That's All right, let's go on, Nick. I'm gonna go to your wheelhouse, Najee Harris. Now we know about the list, Frank Sprain. We know we were talking about it before, a little bit of a rush, maybe back. Um, what do you say about this injury? Do you go pick up um, his backup, or do you feel like he's going to come back? What do you say? Uh, I think this is going to be a year-long ling- lingering injury. Uh, the best thing, obviously, I'm I'm not the doc. Uh, you're closer to the doc than, than I am. Um, I I'd rest him. I would, I would force sit him to get this thing right because it's going to be a lingering thing every week. It's going to, you know, those, you know, those little nicks and bumps and bruises. Uh, so I definitely would go get, um, his, his backup. So again, play him with caution. If you got a better running back that you can put in his spot or, uh, pick up on the waiver wire, definitely do that because again, it's going to be a carry by carry, uh, Hold your breath and wait and see if he gets up. Indeed. All right, we'll wrap up the injuries with Mac Jones. Got his back broke in Miami. Yo, dang right he did. But looks like he's all right. Negative on the x-rays. Looks like he'll be fine. Either way, Patriots, horrible. Um, T. Higgins, concussion. He might be out. That's one of those wait and see things. I don't want to talk too much about it just yet because we haven't got a whole lot yet. Um, But we'll see. T. T. Higgins out, though. Best believe you better stick Tyler Boyd in your lineups because he mm. went from zero to hero for sure. No doubt about it. Pat Mahomes also with a injured left wrist, not the one he throws with. It seems to be no big deal, um, but at least worth mentioning to say the least because you just never know with those injuries. All right. Well, we got some game balls to give out, so let's get the ball started. Lamar winding up, going deep for Bateman. All right, game balls from week one. Justin, what say you? Who's your game ball recipient for week one? So remember when we were on the show and we were talking about Justin Jefferson versus Jamar Chase? Does anybody have any more questions? Justin Jefferson went out there, 11 targets, 9 catches, 184 yards, 2 touchdowns against one of the best corners in the league, Jair Alexander. Come on now. Let's go. It's Miami Vikings are going to the NFC North Championship, and they're, they're going to win the NFC North, but they'll probably be in the NFC Championship because that's what my prediction magically said. I don't remember predicting that one, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but they will be the NFC North Champions, and this was foreshadowing of a season of pain for Green Bay. Justin Jefferson somehow making it look easy and somehow topping his – all-time, I think, scoring for fantasy. So, yeah, game ball goes to Justin Jefferson, the boy. That's a great one to give. When did the Vikings move to Miami? I think that's what Nick was looking up right now. Did did Minnesota move to Miami at some point, or are you predicting 
Nice. Were you predicting the Dolphins versus Vikings Super Bowl just now? I'm just just curious. No, uh, I think uh, Justin Jefferson wants to be in Miami, but I think he'll take Minnesota. <laughs> Miami, right. man, too hot. All right, Nick, the ball's tossed to you. Who you? Who's the recipient of your game ball? Uh, I am giving my game ball to Michael Pittman Jr. He was nine of thirteen for 121 yards, 13.4 average, 28 long, and a touchdown to bring the Colts back from. Uh, Redemption, not to lose, but to tie the flipping Texans. And they also cost me in my survivor pools. Oh. And uh, how the hell do you tie the Texans? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I was, I was, you know, we'll get to the games in a minute. I was very, very curious why Levy Smith punted. I mean, I realized giving the ball away to the Colts um, isn't advantageous, but you got a young team like, you know, go out. Look what look what they did in, in uh, New York with that game winner. I mean, that was great. So anyway, I'm going to give my game ball to A.J. Brown. And I mean, it, it, if you spend all summer talking a guy up and he comes and shows it shows you what's up in the first game, it makes you feel a little sigh of relief. A.J. Brown, 10 receptions, 155 yards. Didn't see the end zone. Got a feeling, though, this week they definitely might see it a few times. All right. Let's get on to our fantasy leader. Yeah, I'm sorry. We just didn't catch it. That's all I'm saying. Let's get on to our fantasy leaders. The leader of the pack. One day my All right. Talking about our fantasy leaders, we'll go to the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes, number one on the week, 34.9 points. Josh Allen from the Thursday night, 33.5. Carson Wentz, 29.7. Jalen Hurts with 24.7. Justin Hurts at number five, 23.3. Joe Burrow, 22.2. Jameis Winston, a top 10 guy this week, number seven, 21.7. Lamar Jackson, number eight, 21.2. Kyler Murray, more in garbage time, 20.6. How about the number 10 quarterback, though? Marcus Mariota. Wow. 19.8. If you had that on your list, well, you need to come on this show. Just I'll just I'll just give you the suit. Um, just anyone on the top 10 that impressed you you want to talk about? Uh yeah, so I actually think it was, you know, kind of impressive that Joe Burrow threw four picks and still made it in the top 10. <laughs> but um I'll, I'll go with I'll actually go with Marcus Mariota. He looked very comfortable in that game and for a long period of time, like they were absolutely controlling it. You know, props to Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas for pulling it together at the end. And, you know, we'll get to Michael Thomas in a second with the one we get to the wide receivers. But can we get a round of applause for this man? This man never hit the end zone more than, I think, six times his entire career. He's already a third of the way there in his first season back. Um. But, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Mariota all day long. I think that he is now, in my opinion, the unquestioned quarterback going into at least 10 weeks. You know, if he messes up, eh, maybe Desmond Ritter, but he looks good out there. He looked good running, too. I, I think that was one of the big keys. You know, he was very confident, very fast, and 
I'm excited to have him on my team. I only have him on two of my rosters, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to have him, he says. Brad, we're going to bring this up later. We do have some Flanders flops. We will be bringing up Damon Pierce. We definitely want to have a conversation about that for sure. Um, Nick, how about you? Anyone in the top QBs you want to bring up? I have to. I, I, I got to bring up the third man. I got to bring up Carson Wentz. Albeit, <laughs> albeit he did against Jacksonville. Uh, 29 points is tw- 29 points. What am, what am, what am I going to say? Um, he, he played well. Uh, happy for him. You know, not, you know, I wish he was still doing it in, in green and silver, but, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. And, um, good, good job to him. Also would like to bring up green and silver Eagles. No, no oh, I was, I, I was, we gonna, know what you meant. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was going to say how, how Carson Wentz was that game. Like he throws two touchdowns, then he throws two picks, then he throws two more touchdowns. How Carson Wentz was that game? Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. What I found, what I find funny is that Nick literally trashes Carson Wentz every week, and I just heard him say, and I'm totally gonna clip this. I wish he yeah. was still doing it in the green and silver. Green yeah. and silver. <laughs> right. All right. He's like, right. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. Let's bring up again. I wanted to bring him up. Marcus Mariota at number ten. Very impressive performance by him. Listen again, Mikey Betts with the Hawaiian balls. Remember, he brought Marcus Mariota up, talking about how well he's doing. Wow, Geno Smith is on fire tonight, but he just got another touchdown. Geno Smith right now is lighting up the Broncos. D uh, can't even believe it. We'll talk about their stats at halftime. Anyway, Marcus Mariota, like I said, very gutsy performance. The Saints D is no joke. He put out put out a very good performance, and again another call by Mikey Mikey B. All right, let's go on to the running backs. Hold on, can I bring up one guy outside the top? top? Yeah, sure, Nick. All right, um, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in him. He only had 19 points. I thought he was going to be balls on fire. I thought he was going to be like number two, number num- number one. But he um, didn't have to be right. Correct. The team dominated. They, he That's didn't have right. to be. Thanks for interrupting me for that, Nick. All right, let's go on to the running back position. I'm about to say Shaquan. Saquon Barkley, it's such a surprise. I don't even know how to say his name anymore. 27.4 points, man. He was definitely out there. Jonathan Taylor doing Jonathan Taylor things. 23.5 at number two. This is what's super funny, though. If you look at the leaders, man, if you drafted a high running back, if you were up there between one and eight, you were freaking pissed right now because all those top guys – did basically nada. Um, here, here's the rest of the list. Swift, right? 23.5. He was tied with Jonathan Taylor. That's according to Fantasy Pros. I forgot to bring that up. Brought to you by our good friends at Fantasy Pros. How about number four? And tell me if you heard this name before last year. Cordell Patterson, 19.6 points. I mean, how many times we got to talk about this guy? Still doing his thing. How about this one? Clyde's Edwards Hilaire. Remember when Fred was asked between Brees Hall and Clyde's Edwards Hilaire? Yeah, we should have went the other way. Five, the five, excuse me, number fifth, or number five running back on the week, 19.4 points. Kareem Hunt, 19 points. James Robinson, another guy. Wow, 18.9 points. This is the biggest surprise. <laughs> Not Derrick Henry. Dontrell Hilliard is 18 Point nine points, the number eight. The backup to Derrick Henry is the eighth running back this week. Miles Sanders at 16.5, and A.J. Dillon with 15.1 points. That was pretty 
good performance, even though they were struggling that game a lot. All right, Nick, I'm going to go to you first on this. Anyone in the top 10 you'd like to bring up? Uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, I didn't see it. I was hoping I didn't see it because I was playing against the guy who, who had him. And every time I looked at the damn screen, there he goes again in, in the flipping end zone. Um, and I'm happy to see Miles Sanders. I called it, uh, their day. I said, look, watch out for, for Miles Sanders. He will score this week. And he did. So he didn't make a liar out of me. Thank, thank you to him. Justin, what say you? Uh, James Robinson. I mean, this guy, everybody is talking shit on players that have Achilles tears. This man has an Achilles tear. He comes back earlier than what usually you would come back at. He came back in about nine months or so, usually about a year recovery for this thing. And here we go, and here we see this man break off 60 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. He looks electric. He looks better than uh, Travis Etienne, who was supposed to usurp his role in this backfield. Guess what? Doug Peterson loves you know, a ton of backs. Where do you think Nick Sirianni got it from? He got, he got it from his buddy, Frank Reich, who got it from Doug Peterson. But, um, you know, I think it's just, it's great to see somebody kind of break the mold here. We always think these Achilles guys are just going to come back and be terrible because we see Cam Akers, we see Donta Foreman, we see guys just, don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Never come back to form, and it looks like James Robinson can just play football. So Yeah, it's definitely still... Definitely still Mr. Robinson's neighborhood, to say the least. And, uh, again, Travis Etienne, I I keep saying this, guys, and I'm not going to ever stop. Go with the guys who have done it before, unless there's that breakout guy. There's no doubt. But you always go with the guys who have been there and have proven it. James Robinson is definitely that guy. I even brought up Cordell Patterson on on another show on Saturday. I'm like, there's nobody's talking about him. And, and he's still the same guy, you know what I mean? So it was, it was surprising, not surprising to me to see him up here at the top 10. All right, let's go on to receiver. You brought him up earlier, Justin Jefferson, the man, the myth, the legend this week, 30.4 points, not too shabby, as they say. Devonta Adams, number two. This was funny, though. If you went top receivers, you were happy this week. He was 20.1. Guess who's number three? The Jamar Chase, of course. 18.9. Guess who's number four? You could probably guess. Cooper Cup, 18.8. Number five, Stephon Diggs, 18.2. Michael Pittman Jr. looked real good and got a game ball tonight, too. 18.1 points. Michael Thomas, you brought him up earlier. Great game, 17.7 points. Here's the surprise. Number eight, Devin Duvernay. It was Lamar's favorite guy against the Jets. 17.4 points. How about one other surprise? Uh, Nick's favorite player. 
Robbie Nick's Anderson. favorite receiver of all time, Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Robbie Anderson, 16.2. Baker found him when he needed to. A.J. Brown finishes up the top 10. So what do you, what do you say, Justin, my friend? I'm going to go to you on this one. Give me a guy in the top 10 that uh, you know you want to talk about. I'll go with Michael Thomas. I, I, I mean, honestly, the guy looked dead in the water. Looked like a lot of people were going to be right on him again. And then the fourth quarter rolled around. He scored two touchdowns in crucial moments to get this team back on track and get him the dub, the last-minute W. Michael Thomas, he looks like he's back. He looks like he's back into that can't guard Mike form, which is phenomenal for fantasy. It's phenomenal for Jameis Winston guys. And it'll make you reconsider that Chris Olave pick right now, because, you know, it obviously showed that Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston, they got a connection going there. Um, Yeah. I, I don't really like to talk a lot about Michael Thomas because he's not my favorite player, but I'll give him his dues on this one. He was yeah. he had a really good game. And also a notable mention in that game, you know, we'll get to the games in a second, but Jarvis Landry had a great game as well. He had a Jarvis Landry-type game, so PPR-wise, yeah. great Jarvis Landry game. Nick, give me a guy in the top ten you like or you want to talk about. Uh, let's go with number two, Devontae Adams. I guess he's smiling from ear to ear right about now. Uh, he killed it yesterday. And I guess I would like to talk about, I hate to say it, Robbie Anderson is probably liking number six right now, but be cautious because you probably won't see Robbie Anderson in the top 10 for the rest of the year. So don't go chasing points if he's on the waiver wire. I think that's an important point. I wanted to bring that up because we called it overreaction Monday. I really wanted to lead with that. And because we talked about this prior to the show, a friend of the show had mentioned on another show about not panicking. And he is 100% right. If you're on a fantasy team and it didn't go so well this week, just like Aaron Rodgers said a couple years ago, relax. It's okay. It's one game. You got a lot of season to go. Don't sell out your team yet. That guy that you trade away may end up being the league winner. Like, who knows? So just relax, chill. It's going to be okay, guys. It's going to be okay. That's what I hey, want to assure you. Matthew Barry scored 36 points this this week. It's going right. to be okay. It's exactly. going to be okay. So I, going to this point, the reason I'm leading into it this way is because I want to bring up somebody in this next list with tight ends, and I'm going to go through it. But obviously, Travis Kelsey, number one, 18.1. No big surprise there. But the other big surprise, O.J. Howard is number two on the list. Now, that's a big surprise, obviously. And everyone's like, oh, there's the new guy. There's the new tight end. But the guy was targeted twice. (laughs) So, So, like Nick said, be cautious of chasing points. We'll bring it up in the flops, too. There, especially in the tight end position, it really, it really is true. It's truly chasing the dragon in the tight end, where you see the hot guy one week, you go pick him up, and then the guy you had, he gets in the end zone. So it's one of those things that you just got to kind of ride out and kind of hope to hope for the best. Obviously, if a guy's doing consistently, because that's what I always say, consistency is key. If they're consistently doing it, then obviously it's somebody to pick up. All right, let's go. Um, Taysom Hill at number three, fourteen. Another one. Again, going back to chasing points, but I actually disagree with you. I think this is – it depends on the league and the format you're in. But if I'm going to take a chance on a tight end, why not it be Taysom Hill, a guy who runs the football, throws the football, and catches? He does it all in the field. He is one of those – and guess what? They like to use him in goal line situations too. I love Taysom Hill. I think he's a great pickup this week 
we'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, also, Gerald Everett, a guy you didn't like, Nick, 11.4. He talked about him a few times. 11.4 on the Chargers. So, you know, again, showing up. Obviously, the Keenan Allen injury when he went out had a lot to do with it. Uh, but Mike Williams, like, not target at all. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Darren Wall, uh, Zach Ertz, I'm sorry, number five, 9.4. Darren Waller, 7.9. Pat Fryermuth, 7.5. Tyler Conklin, 7.4. Dalton Schultz at number nine, 6.2. And number 10, Chris Myrick or whatever, 6.1 points to the tight end for the Giants. Um, I had to like, I was, I don't even know if I pronounced it right. Nick, give me somebody in the top 10 you want to bring up. Oh, I want to bring up Taysom Hill because, uh, you know, you said go about chasing points. He's a tight end. He was targeted one time, uh, for two yards. Everything he else did, he had one fifty-seven yard yard run. You take away that 57 yard yard run he's at the bottom so i know points are points but again caution with your points don't go after the points because because we we may not see him again he's not somebody bad to pick up and stash no he's not but don't think he's going to be doing this every single week right and i agree i wouldn't throw him in uh, above uh uh you know your starting tight ends like your top guys but if you're playing that you're playing that waiver wire, picking up a tight end each week. He's not a bad one to take a shot on. Justin, what say you, sir? So I actually talked about that on our Saints podcast because I loved Taysom Hill because of what he can do as a rusher. He right. is, like Jason said, he's going to kill you everywhere. They will bring him in to pass the ball. They will bring him in for dummies. They will bring him in for every single thing. When you have four carries, 81 yards, and a touchdown – I don't care who you are. You just caught me 14 points. I love that all day long. But I'm not going to talk about Taysom Hill as my guy. My guy to talk about is Pat Fryermuth because well, on our Steelers episode, we had a guy, I believe he said that he didn't believe – oh, no, I'm sorry. That was that was my show. He said that he didn't believe Pat Fryermuth fit into the Steelers, what they were going to do. And I said, bullshit. Because Pat Fryermuth does everything right as a tight end. He's a good blocker. He's a good catcher. What did he do? He was targeted 10 times from Pat for, by uh, Mitch Trubisky, caught five, went for 75. This, this guy is the real deal. This guy is a top 10 tight end that everybody keeps sleeping on because of his situation. Guess what? He's always going to be there, and they're always going to find a way to get him the ball. I love Pat Fryermuth. I've got him Everywhere, whether he's my first tight end or my second tight end, I am happy. Pat Farmuth is the new Heath Miller. Ooh. He's a little faster too. Not yeah, but same same game type, you know, short mm-hmm. uh short pat short passes, run your over. He's the new Heath Miller. Ooh, yep. you're nothing wrong with a little Heath Miller in your life, that's for sure. Listen, all right, listen, we don't talk about he's Kansas. a little more Jason Witten, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody else. All right, yeah, I hear you. All right. So we don't talk about kickers on the show, but I did want to point out, I did say multiple times, if I was gonna invest in a kicker, it's in the Browns Panthers matchup, and Kane York. <laughs> York is your number two kicker this week for the Browns. Just want to throw that out there. Defensively, though, Steelers, 26 points. Dolphins, eight, America's team, 18 mm-hmm. points. Bills, 17. Chargers, 13. Bucks, 13. Vikings, 12. Ravens, 11. Bears, 10. Rams, 9. Titans, 9. We don't need to talk about those. Could be different matchups next week. But interesting enough, 
TJ Watt with the injury might be an issue for the Steelers D going forward. So definitely take that. Definitely got to take note of that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for us to talk about some Flanders flops. And then we're going to talk about the matchups that happened last week. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed out because you're not achieving your personal goals in life? You're not alone. And like most, it's time to make a change before the inevitable. It's time to call in the coach. Vision, coaching, and consulting. Because every champion has a coach. Our proven coaching methods have been in place for over 20 years and have helped professionals just like you achieve more than ever thought possible. We will partner with you and be there to ensure your goals are met. Our coaches will assist you in formulating a plan to achieve your goals. At Vision Coaching and Consulting, we offer business coaching, life coaching, and consulting services to get you back on track to meet those personal goals. And our virtual appointments make it easy to connect to a coach at any time you need them. Stop by and visit us today online at coachingandleading.org or you can follow us on any of our social media platforms by our handle, Coach Lead Win. Vision, coaching, and consulting because every champion has a coach. All right, you know what time it is. It's time for some Flanders Flops. Calm down, Italy, diddly, 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 diddly. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy, diddly. Gotta be nice, hostility, diddly, diddly, diddly. Ah, hell, diddly, ding, dong, crap. Can't you morons do anything right? Gucci flip flops. Make a kick rock. It's a big clock. Shake the wrist, watch. Gucci flip flops. Fucking hit your bitch in the side. It's a big watch. Diamond dripping off. No clue. Why I like that song so much. It's so dumb. All right, let's go. let's go on. Let's talk about the our flops at quarterback. All right, Avi, I'm going to save this one. I don't even need to say his name. I'm going to let Nick just take that away. But we'll go on to the other ones. Trey Lance again. He was my sit him. Eleven points. Tom Brady, eleven point four. And we already talked about Matt Stafford with eleven. Nick, who's the other guy I was going to bring up? Uh, I don't know. Some guy named Karen. Some guy named Karen. Uh, I would love to talk about Karen Rogers. Uh, Mr. Mr. Selfish all, all himself. Um, you know, that's his favorite seafood. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Self selfish. Uh, so anyway, uh, he yeah, uh, he brought this all on himself. You need one and of those I, drops for every time Nick's on yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> uh, he brought this on himself, and I couldn't think of a nicer guy to do it. 
to himself. Uh, he goes out and gets a 4.7 because maybe if he would have kept some of that money for his receivers, maybe he, he would not be in this situation. So that's my, uh, flop of the week for, uh, Mr. Mr. Rogers there. All right, I figured I'd let you get it all out. So there you go. All right, Justin. I have more, but I'll just reserve some for the rest of the year. At least most of it out. Justin, you got anyone you want to talk about on the flop list? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it seems like a low-hanging fruit, maybe even a low blow, but I'll go with Dak Prescott. He was just bad for the majority of his game. I mean, he was injured. He injured his hand, but come on. He injured his hand in the fourth quarter. Like, let's face facts here. He wasn't doing much before then. So I'm I'm going to go with it, you know, Dak Prescott for what he was paid, you know, he need, and you know, we're talking about Karen Rogers. He lost Amari Cooper because they couldn't repay him. You know, he's lost players too. So Dak, you mean Devonte Adams? I think he was no, comparing. Amari Cooper, Amari yeah, Cooper was, was the Cowboys. I got, I got what you meant. Yeah. He yeah. was just comparing the two. I got you. All right. Let's yeah. go on to the running. My apologies, sir. My apologies, sir. Nick. <laughs> Pay attention in class, Nick. <laughs> My most humble apology. I'm sorry. Try to interrupt me. All right, let's go to the running back. This is important. We're all dumber now. Thank, thank, thank. This is all important to note here because how about I just I know he got in PPR 11.7 points, but I just because I gotta keep bringing him up. Christian McCaffrey, bro. People are drafting him number one, number two. Made no sense to me then. It makes no sense to me now. Even though he's still lit up a lot of better than some of these other guys. Uh, he's definitely on this list. Damian Pierce, 3.9. Brad wanted to talk about him earlier. Man, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at this Rex Burkhead stat. I just can't even believe how much he was utilized. Again, could have been a lot of game script. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the games like I normally do because I was down in Miami. Um, but, yeah, uh, very disappointing. How about Alvin Kamara? 4.6 points, bro, against Atlanta? What? That surprised me big time. Zeke Elliott, I mean, again, the Bucks D, not for nothing. They're for real, bro. I mean, wow, good. I was definitely wrong about the Bucks. I just I stood corrected last night. Um, Zeke, though, just you know, again, he looked good when they were running it, but they just got down. And he, you know, all kind of stuff was going on last night. Travis Etienne, six point five points. Mike Davis, everyone's guy is sneaky good. Start this week, one point one point points, and Aaron Jones with seven point six. I know Derrick Henry disappointed. Dava Cook disappointed. A lot of flops this week. Uh, Justin, anyone you want to bring up? I noticed you didn't put David Montgomery in there. Are you, are you trying to keep our lone bear fan? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Well, there's just so many. I mean, you know what I mean? I just, you know, yeah, you're right. I did leave him out. No, so. no I'm not even going to talk about David Montgomery. I'm talking about Brees Hall. Brees Hall got targeted 10 times, only came away with six receptions, and 38 yards, and he came away with six points. What, yeah. what are we doing here? What are we doing here, guys? I mean, and, and obviously in PPR, that's, you know, I think 12 points, 11 points. But still, what are we doing here? You get tw- 10 targets and you can't do more than that. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, and, Mike, and Michael Carter out, you know, a lot of lot of snaps to Michael Carter, which is very, very 60 surprising. 60 yards. You know what I mean? It was yeah. very surprising. It, it, what we saw in the preseason, I thought for sure Brees Hall was going to be the guy at some point. But again, first game, we're not going to overreact. That's for sure. All right, Nick, what say you, my friend? Who who you got on the flops with running backs? Uh, I am going to go somewhere where you probably didn't think I was going to go. I'm going to go Aaron Jones this week because yeah. here's the thing. Uh, he didn't do much 
at all. He was he only he only had five carries for forty nine yards. Uh, when you are that pitiful of a receiving offense, and you have him in the backfield, use him as a receiver some more. Split him out, put him in the slot, and just let Dylan run run the ball. Like I know. LaFleur says, all right, Flanders, whatever. But seriously, you he is he is a receiver that can catch the damn ball. All right. Yeah. Use him more. So I, you know, he's a victim of circumstance right now, but I have to use him as my flop of the week. And Derrick Henry for the obvious reasons. Yeah, for sure. All right, go on the receivers. C D Lamb. Again, big struggle last night. 2.9 points. I mean, Earlier in the game, too, and we're going to get into that in a second, but they, he just looked like they were forcing the ball to him. I mean, it was it was bad. I actually was starting to feel bad for the Cowboys. Amari Cooper leaving Dallas, not <laughs> much in Cleveland, 1.7 points. Robert Woods, a guy who was talked about a lot, like a big debate always with him. Could he be good? Could he not be good? Not so good game one, 1.3 points. Mike Williams, that was a big surprise. Even with Keenan Allen hurt, one point. George Pickens, point three points. Hunter Renfro, disappointment, 2.1. Keeping with the old uh, with the white guy theme, Adam Thielen, 3.6 points. So a little disappointments there. Nick, you got a receiver you want to talk about for your flop? Yeah, I am going to go with uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, with the with just the way things are going in in Pittsburgh, I thought that he would have been more I thought he would have stepped up more now. Obviously, he could be a victim of circumstance with the with the O line and the quarterback play. I mean, their offense was stagnant. They uh offensively they had no business being in the in this game as their defense. That's what kept them in, in the game. But he needs to step up more and he needs to be noticed more. So uh I'm gonna say Chase Claypool. Justin, what say you, sir? Uh, I'm going to go with two guys here. I'm going to go with the Packers rookie duo, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Uh, Christian Watson, we could have been talking about as the rookie breakout of the week mm. if he would have just caught that mm. touchdown. Mm. I mean, he literally beat his man by mm. a country mile and dropped it. And it was funny because the fantasy footballers today, they were saying, you know what his next move should have been? Just running all the way back to Green Bay. Because <laughs> just catch that Uber back to Green Bay because you knew Aaron Rodgers was pissed. Hell yeah. So and you, ain't you, me- the you ball. can't mess up on those opportunities. And then when you've got Karen Rodgers back there grin- grimacing at you going, what are you doing, you punk-ass little kid? Overall, he still had an okay day for a rookie. Two receptions, 34 yards. There's obviously talent there. You just got to make those plays, Rook. You got to make those plays. Mm, I agree. Aaron Rodgers going to go eat some more shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I got another one for you. Brandon Cooks, eight, 8.2. I know you're the only guy that, that can catch the ball down there in, in Houston. Obviously, you need to do more. Well, apparently O.J. Howard got some hands, too, at least by the right mm. zone. <laughs> Let's go to week tight one. End. Week one, sir. Week Let's one. Let's go to tight end. How about America's team? And he was my sit at tight end, if you recall. Mike Gesicki, 0.1 points. Ooh-wee. Buddy was down there blocking, buddy. That's why he was upset in the offseason. Yeah, you're a blocker now, bud. It's not, it's not receiver time for you. Da- um, Dawson Knox, you know, we saw that performance. You're not very good at all. Um, how about the, the – Najoku, if I could get that out, 
0.7 points because everyone was on this guy in the, you know, I know I was not even talking about him all, but everyone was all, all over him. The big surprise, though, I think for me is Kyle Pitts, 1.9. Um, you know, it's surpri- It's not surprising the Saints defense is good. It was just surprising how bad it was. Like, that that surprised me. Um, Hunter Henry, he was actually so going opposite way. He was my stardom. <laughs> he got 2.0 <laughs> points. So we'll talk about that tomorrow and the things that we got wrong because we I love pointing those out. TJ Hawkinson, disappointment, 3.8. And I'll even go to Mark Andrews, 5.2 points against the Jets. It's the Jets. All right, Nick, what say you? Give me a, give me a flop you want to talk about a tight end. Oh, I don't think that there's a bigger flop than Cole Komet. I mean, he was so, so propped up this week, and um, he found himself in the offseason. Um, uh, Komet, was, <laughs> Komet was so propped up in the offseason. Oh, he's going to be the sleeper steal of the draft. The blah, 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 blah. And he goes out and scores goose eggs. So um, obviously that's going to improve. Obviously that's going to improve. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how you beat 0.00000. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, and I'm sure Justin's going to bring it up, it was a monsoon. So I, oh, I don't want to hear that crap. You're on the field. Do something. Justin, what say you, my friend? Uh, well, I'm going to say this, Kamish. Get used to it. You are now in the 49ers offense. George Kittle knows all about blocking days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as, far as Komet goes, he just got himself to a new level, right? You know, he went from zero touchdowns to zero targets and zero reception. <laughs> so he's perfect. Zero for zero for zero. <laughs> uh, my guy is TJ Hawkinson. Talk about a guy that I've been harping on that I don't understand why people want him. This year, they have Amon Ross St. Brown. They have DJ Chark. DeAndre Swift is obviously firmly in that offense, and Jamal Williams is etching out a role. Bye-bye, TJ Hawkinson. Bye-bye, your top five value, because this might be an omen for the rest of uh, this year. Mm. He had he had four touches for 38 yards. What's that doing? What's that doing? Nothing. Not, not, not much, like you said. And Swift actually looked good with that big breakout run. So, well, we're talking about it. Let's get into our weekly breakdown. Breakdown! All right, so an interesting game as we were talking about it. 38-35 Eagles victorious over the Lions. Um, you know, again, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the games this week, but you know, watching from the scoreboard, That's watching a stupid rule. I, I was sitting. You know, don't get me started on that. I'd be out here all night. The the um, the uh, Eagles look like it was easy breezy. I was seeing them go up a little bit, and I'm like, okay, well, it's it's not going to be a big deal for the for the Eagles. It was 24-7 at the half, and then all of a sudden, the Lions come roaring back into it. No pun intended. But Jalen Hurts talking fantasy, uh, 243 yards in the air, 90 yards on the ground, and the touchdown um, to get in. So Jalen Hurts had a great day. Miles Sanders, we talked about him a minute ago, 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, You know, he he had a good day as well. So really impressed with uh, Miles Sanders and the offense um, output. But again, like we talked about on the Sunday show, the Lions, this is not your, you know, grandpop Pappy's Lions. They actually had a little bit of offense to throw out there. Jared Goff, 215 yards, two TDs. DeAndre Swift, great performance, 144 yards on the ground um, and a touchdown, three receptions for 31 yards. Um, Amon St. Brown, eight receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown. Somebody had brought up earlier. Um, even 
freaking Jamal Williams. How about him? 28 yards, two touchdowns, running hard toward the goal line. So, um, Nick, I'm going to kick it to you. Just your quick thoughts on this particular matchup. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to address the uh, defense because apparently in the fourth quarter, the Eagles' philosophy was defense is optional because they were up so they were up so much they they kind of dropped back. And you know, the first fantasy wise and especially gambling wise, the first three weeks of the regular season are so tricky because the fact that these starters don't play in the preseason. This is more or less their preseason. So if any kinks are going to get worked out, it's going to be. Weeks one to three. So, um, so the, the Eagles rushed the ball 39 times, uh, for 216 yards. They only, they only had, um, and they only threw the ball for 29 times and they had 18 receptions. AJ Brown had 10 receptions on 13 targets. You know who the next leading receiver was? Dallas Goddard, four targets and three receptions for 60 yards. Mm. That is an unbalanced pot passing attack. They have to get that straightened out. And then all um, Nick Sirianni heard today on all Philadelphia radio is, why didn't Devontae get the ball? Why didn't Devontae get, get the ball? So uh, he's going to say, well, because we had to start A.J. A. Brown. So anyway, um, yeah. They they need to balance their attack on the passing more, and they got to shore up that that defense. Now Detroit, on the other hand, uh, they're going to give people some fits because they tell you what, they are not going to be the uh, walkover team that the, that they used to be. Uh, Dan Campbell, they they may not win, win a lot, but he's going to bring bring some re, he's going to bring some respect to them. They got to get rid of Jared Goff. That's I'm telling you, they got to get off of Jared Goff, and they got to shore up that defense, especially uh, their defensive coordinator, Terry played in the league. I can't remember his name, but yeah, um, pick up the de- defense. You'll be all right. Yeah. So um, speaking of Devonta Smith, you know, he was targeted, but just, he just didn't catch it. I don't know what happened. Like I said, didn't see it four times. No, nothing. He gets nothing out of it. So he again, was, maybe he was over and under thrown, went over his head, hit the dirt. No, let's see. There you go. So not necessarily his fault. And, uh, you know, again, back to overreaction Monday. That means possibly you see a bounce back from him next week. So we'll see how Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for Detroit. There you go. Good job, Nick. Thanks for bringing that up. All right, let's go on to the next AGE. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Going on to the next matchup, America's team, the Miami Dolphins, putting the psycho beta beat down on the Patriots. Now, I'm just going to say this very quickly, being there, um, you know, I could tell the Dolphins were going to blow them out early. Like, even with this run game that I was sitting there, I had my buddy was next to me talking about Damian Harris and should he start him prior to the game. And I said, you don't want to start them against the Dolphins today. You know, Dolphins are going to show out today. You know, we're sitting there having this whole conversation. Then he's looking at me in that first drive, and I look at him, and I'm like, this might be the only points Damian Harris sees today in his first drive. And all we got to do is make Mac Jones try to throw on us. And then sure enough, for some reason, he decided to go to Xavier Howard. Like, why do you go against Xavier Howard at the goal line? That made no sense to me. So, of course, it's flip uh, Javon Holland with the pick, and off we go. Now, talking fantasy-wise, Tua, 278 yards and a touchdown. Not so good. It was okay. Very average performance, but they did enough because of the defense. Let's go to the running game. Chase Edmonds, 12 carries. 25 yards. That's all he had. He looked good running the ball. I liked what I saw when he had the ball. He had four receptions for 40 yards. Um, Raheem Mostert actually had a really key play later 
Um, it was a reception for 16 yards, and he almost slipped one there towards the end. But he had five carries for 16 yards. Miami had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different people rush the ball, not and not for much. What did we talk about in the preseason? We like nobody in this Dolphin running game, and I think that continues to go forward. Tyreek Hill, eight receptions, 94 yards. Jalen Waddle, four receptions, 69 yards. Tua found him on a big fourth down, which apparently means um, our coach has uh, nuts in a wheelbarrow, according to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> on the other side, Mac Jones. Big struggle, 213 yards, touchdown, one interception. Damian Harris just talked about him, nine carries, 48 yards. Um, Rashad Stevens, Romani Stevens, excuse me, eight carries, 25 yards. So they basically split carries. That might be something to note, too, um, going forward in this New England backfield. And I don't think you're starting any of these receivers or even – I don't think you even drafted any. So I, I usually I kick it to the fellas, but I'll just say I was there, so I could just tell you – um the two is limited uh towards the end i don't know how much you you know you saw the game but he he had one um where he actually rolled to the left and some i don't know who it was because i was so far away from that actual play i don't know who it was that they were wide open and tua could not square himself up enough to make the throw to the wide open guy in the end zone so i think that's something to note going forward i think the miami dolphins are good but they're going to stay, I think, a little bit about above average, and that's about where they're going to be. They're not going to beat the Bills with that for sure. All right, let's go on to the Steelers and Bengals matchup. Obviously a game that nobody wanted to win, it seemed like. Um, the kickers certainly seemed to have a say in a lot of it, and the defense certainly did as well. Um, you know, we don't talk IDP, uh, but, of course, Mika Fitzpatrick had a huge game in this. Uh, Mitch Trubisky on the Steelers side, 194 yards and a touchdown. So a good game by Mitch. He didn't screw things up at all. Um, you brought up Chase Claypool. He was um, he was their leading rusher in yards, six carries for 36 yards. Um, so you brought him up um, being a flop, but he did do something on the ground a little bit with four receptions for 18 yards. So didn't do much, uh, as you mentioned. Najee Harris, obviously affected by the injury, 23 yards on the ground, two receptions, um, but he did get uh, a touchdown with one of those receptions as well. We know Joe Burrow struggled early. That was the big talk of the day. Four interceptions. Um, ended up with two touchdowns, however, as they started to come back with Jamar Chase. Ten receptions, 129 yards and a touchdown, just doing Jamar Chase things. Joe Mixon, good game on the uh, good game in the air. Seven receptions for 63 yards, um, but uh, and 27, excuse me, 27 carries for 82 yards as well. So Joe Mixon had a good day also. I'm surprised he's not a little higher, just didn't get into the end zone. Um, Hayden Hurst also showed up for them, five receptions for 46 yards, and Tyler Boyd got in the end zone, four receptions for 33 yards and a touchdown. Interesting game. Justin, what say you about it? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad to see that Najee's not going to be um, doing so well with this season because, I mean, I I kind of laid in, predicted this. When I heard it was a Liz Frank injury, I just didn't. I, I don't, I don't, I, I said it. I don't trust somebody with a bum wheel. You know what I mean? Like when I have a flat tire, I go change it and he's not going to go, you know, get foot surgery. Now he's going to probably wait till the off season. So until then I'm not going to be driving a car on a bum tire. Uh, Mixon <laughs> love Mixon. He actually filled the role that I thought he was going to fill with being more active in the passing game or in the street receiving game. Um, I like that. They didn't really even use P Ryan that much. I, he only got one carry for four yards. Uh, now that T Higgins is out for concussion for maybe one to two weeks, whatever it is, Jamar chase, it is full go Jamar chase season right now. This man has proven 
He is good. Um, I mean, 10 receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. Let's go. Uh, Joe Burrow, like I said before, he proved that he could throw four interceptions and still be a top 10 quarterback. You just do not mess with that. Um, Trubisky, listen, I like Trubisky, but no. You're about the only one. For fantasy, no. <laughs> I'll pass. Uh, the the one real highlight of this game was do you guys see the one handed catch that Deontay Johnson Deontay had on Johnson, the sideline? Yeah, sure did, yes, sir. Amazing. And Jamar yeah. Chase's stab too. That was a, that was awesome too. That was that, some amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was some amazing stuff all game long. No doubt about it. And you know, obviously with the kicking situation, Minka. I mean, I think they brought it up on Good Morning Football. Like, you can't even block a, a extra point in Madden. So it's so crazy that that happened. I'm like, I feel you, bro. I absolutely 100. percent The same thing happened last year in Cincinnati too. Between Green Bay and Cincy, they couldn't make make the kicks. Yeah, it's funny because I, you know, uh, like I said, we were at the game, but our the Dolphin game ended a little earlier. So when we walk, we're walking out. All these four, end of these one o'clock games, I had on my phone as we're walking out of the stadium. So my son was like uh, covering the phone as we're like watching all the stuff unfold as we come out. It was really fun, fun walkout. Anyway, you know what I mean. So it was a good time. Let's go on to the game. Just I'm gonna keep it to you on this one. And obviously, Brad's been waiting a long time. Brad, I, I know that yeah. you out there. I see, I see that one person watching. I know it's you. I know you're waiting. Here it comes. The Forty Niners and the Bears. Like what a game we had here. Yeah. The monsoon game, to yeah. say the least. Uh, man. So let's go to the fantasy. Trey Lance, 164 yards on in the air and the interception. Now, he did carry the ball 13. 13 oh, that was, that's your reminder. 13 carries for 54 yards. We thought he was going to get it done at least on the ground. I mean, at, at least. Um, Debo Samuel, actually, uh, eight carries, 52 yards in the touchdown. Talked about Eli Mitchell, six carries, 41 yards. He was doing well early. So, unfortunately, um, he was unable to keep going on the day. Um, Jawan Jennings was your leading receiver, four receptions for 62 yards. Brandon Ayuk um, had a couple big plays with two carries with 40 yards. Going to the bear side, Justin Fields, 121 yards, two touchdowns and an interception, and also 28 yards on the ground. We also see Khalil Herbert. He brought him up earlier. Nine carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. That's 5.0 average compared to David Montgomery. 17 carries, 26 yards, average 1.5 yards. I think that Khalil Herbert thing might be a real thing. Um, Dante Pettis, we saw that big play um, that was made by Justin Fields running to one side, throwing all the way to the other wide open. David Montgomery with three receptions with 24 yards. Forgot to include him on there. Other than that, wasn't a big offensive, you know, we talked about it wasn't going to be that fantasy game. So let's just talk about the game in general. Justin, what do you have to say about your opening day loss to the Bears? Yeah, I know everybody's been waiting for this explosion. So, Brad, because I know you're there. I like you, buddy. I really do, and I appreciate Justin Fields. I think he's a talent, but this was the this was a monsoon game, and monsoon games can go either way. I mean, let's face it. When you're running in puddles, when you have to lob a pigskin that's soaking wet, 
across the field, you know, shit's gonna happen. But I will say this. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip into this too hard. I'll just say this. The 49ers messed up. They had a good lead going into halftime. They kind of let up on defense, thinking they were probably gonna be able to handle it. And in in primetime moments, they had penalties. So let's take it to the first touchdown drive for the Bears, the immaculate catch. That drive was supposed to be over if it wasn't for a face mask call on Dre Greenlaw, where he got like one little finger in the face mask and they called it. And then. I agree, yeah, Brad. Yeah. That's exactly what I told him prior to us getting off. No, right? well, exactly Brad, well, Brad, 12 penalties for 99 yards. I mean, let's face it. Let's face facts here. 12 penalties, 99 yards. Like, that was that was a lot of penalties. Um, no, Fields, Fields put the team on his back, but he only did it with two plays. I mean, let's face it. He did it with – Oh, I mean, I'll give it to you. Pettis over there has been waiting for his revenge game against the 49ers since Kyle Shanahan threw him out. Year two for being a sissy. Um, ever since then, yeah, he was he was a sissy on special teams. He would he was not very good, but um, so he ended up going over there waving his hands. Smartest thing you could do is wave your hands. Tyler Lockett will tell you that all day long. Get your attention of your quarterback, and then he bombed it out there. And I'll give Justin Fields that to throw that bomb out there in that weather. That was very impressive. But tell me what else he really did. Tell me what else he really did because that was that was driven by the helmet, and then the next drive where they scored was driven by a sliding tackle that they called roughing the passer. They called roughing the passer because Al Shire was sliding in the rain and hit Justin Fields. Fifteen yard penalty set up Equinomia St. Brown touchdown. I'll tell you what he did. He scored. He put more points on the board than Trey Lance did. That's that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, but Trey Lance, listen, every facet of the game, you're absolutely right. Every facet of the game, the Niners dominated except for the scoreboard. You're absolutely right. <laughs> the most right. important part. <laughs> oh, well, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the telling the, – the tale of the tape was is that the 49ers screwed themselves with bad penalties and with kind of letting letting go, letting letting the defense up. And, and I should have played Garoppolo. But Trey Lance is not fully to blame for this game. Everybody who says he is is you not there. Is. Yeah, not there. So he got concussed because he hit him in the face. In the face. In the face. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. That was kind of crazy. I'll show you. Did get concussed after that play? It was. It was stupid. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I'll give I'll give Justin Fields that like he slid down he was smart he slid down instead of Trey Trey Lance who barreled into these guys so when you barrel into them you're welcoming hits Fields slid down which means hey if you come at me afterwards I'm gonna get a penalty so I'll give Fields that very smart guy on that end. Uh, you feel like you got it all out now it's 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 over it's only no no on. it's built up you you have no idea. I was I was terrible yesterday. <laughs> My wife couldn't stand me yesterday. <laughs> it's week one. We have a we have a good buddy named Mark who's a big 49ers fan. I mean, I kept teasing him. I, I heard nothing from him. So I figured he's on suicide watch too. 
All right, let's get on to the next matchup here. He said, that's a good runner. Lance, a good runner. Good fantasy value. Yeah, absolutely. Justin Fields, the same. I mean, getting those uh, running yards Justin are big. Justin Fields needs to use his legs more. I mean, he needs to take – sorry, Commission. I need to say this real quick. He needs to take a book, out or a page out of Lamar Jackson's book. I'll, I'll go – I'll let you go on because no, – I like that. I, I think the problem with – I mean, it's the receivers there other than Mooney. I mean, I don't know what else we got going on. He just said you were unbearable. That's hilarious. Hey, I'll come on anytime, Brad. I'll come on anytime. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go on to the Panthers-Browns matchup. Wow, this was another interesting one. Browns pulling it off in the end, 26-24. Um, Jacoby Brissett, kind of a Jacoby Brissett game, not much of much. 147 yards and a touchdown. Uh, He did run for 10 yards, so he got a point running. Nick Chubb, 141 yards. So Browns back to doing what they do best, giving Nick Chubb the football, running, and also a little bit of Kareem Hunt, 46 yards and a TD for him with four receptions, 24, and a TD. So Kareem Hunt, two touchdowns on the day. So he was the big winner uh, for sure. Amari Cooper, we talked about him in Njoku's horrible day, um, so didn't do um, didn't do very well. Very well, excuse me. And let's talk about Baker Mayfield, 235 yards, a TD. So he looked good, I guess, in the beginning. But it's still Baker Mayfield. He's still limited. I, you know what I mean? It's That's a Baker Mayfield stat from the Browns. It's, you know, okay, 200. He gets that 250 maybe and maybe two TDs. But he's got an interception. This is what you're going to see from him. They don't have the running game. As I've mentioned a thousand times, Christian McCaffrey had 10 carries for 33 yards. He did get in the end zone. Um, but I mean, and he got four receptions for 24 yards. So that's why that's what saved him in, in, uh, PPR was those four receptions. So, uh, Robbie Anderson mentioned him earlier, 102 yards in the TD Ian Thomas, again, back to chasing points. Be careful when you're looking for tight ends or you're looking to flex. He did have 53 yards. So it looks, he looks impressive, but it was two receptions. I mean, so go, go figure. We'll see if Baker's going to um look for that guy or not he did uh, also by the way baker did run one in for a touchdown as well all right nick your thoughts on the matchup uh my thoughts on the matchup are (laughs) number six being number six it just proves that the even the browns backup quarterback is better than than the former starter um uh i i just can't can't deny it there he's he's just terrible uh, and he's and he's got an excuse for for everything. In the words of our good good friend Howard Bender, uh, he just sucks at football. So um, <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't think he sucks at football. He's just average. I think that just pretty much sums it up. All right, let's go to the, the surprise matchup: the Houston Texans and the Colts, twenty to twenty tie. I mean, what what are we doing? Listen, if Brad, you're still out there, Lovey Smith coming. To, I mean, where? If my coach has 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 to have a wheelbarrow for his balls, then Lovey Smith probably needs I don't know maybe a little pocket change purse because when you're sitting here in fourth down, you're at your 49 yard. I mean, go for it, bro! Like, what are you doing? You're playing for the tie. You punt. You're like, well, you know what? I'm just happy to be here. So let me punt the football. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, make a play. Let's go. Um, yeah. So anyway, not much confidence in his guys. Apparently, that's what that said to me. Um, Colts, um, uh, fantasy wise, Matt Ryan, 352, uh, yards, uh, the TD, um, he ran for 12 yards, Jonathan Taylor, big day, 161 yards, uh, and a touchdown, uh, Michael Pittman, 121 yards and a touchdown. 
He's looking like, you know, if you went after him, whenever you got him, which is later than most receivers, you're, it definitely paid off at least for week one. Um, so Naheem Hines was a good PPR, maybe flex play, six receptions for 50 yards as well. We kind of knew that was going to be the deal with Naheem Hines. And Davis Mills, 240 yards and two TDs. Not bad. We talked about him doing some garbage time stuff. It's not a bad stat line for him. All right, we talked about this running game. 11 carries for Damian Pierce for 33 yards compared to Rex Burkhead got three more carries, 40 yards. So for some reason, they were splitting carries, which, you know, again, not sure what they were doing there. Brandon Cook, seven receptions, 82 yards. Um, and it looks like the Broncos just got a fumble and are running over Geno Smith or somebody. Um, and uh, yeah, so pretty much uh, other. Th- oh, well, Rex Burkett also, excuse me, had five receptions for 30 yards. So it looks like he had actually a pretty decent stat line for PPR as well. So, Nick, I'm going to keep it to you on this one. Talk about this matchup um, and, you know, just talk about it. That's just pathetic. Uh, on the Colts side, it's it, it really is. Come on. You're down to the Texans and you got to scrap and claw back. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan, I mean, he went through for 50 times. I mean, I don't know what you do with that. Uh, when you got Jonathan Taylor, he ran the ball 31 times. They were tired. They were, they were tired. They were tired of this game and deservedly so. And it's just, they, they got to look at themselves in the mirror. Maybe, Maybe Frank Reich is not the guy. He couldn't do it with Wentz. Uh, Matt Ryan is, uh, he played well because he had to. Uh, and they're just, and their defense is just pitiful. Maybe, maybe they overlooked Houston. I don't know, but, uh, it was, it was just pathetic. It was just absolutely pathetic. Pathetic, he says. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the uh, another surprise matchup, the Saints and the Falcons coming down to the wire. 27 to 26, Jameis Winston had a great game, 20, 269 yards, two TDs. We talked about Taysom Hill, the four carries, 81 yards, and the touchdown. I'm not sure in different formats they're not letting you play him as tight end, um, so you just want to monitor that. I definitely wouldn't start him as a running back, but again, He's a good stash play at tight end if they're gonna let if they're gonna run with him and he'll throw it sometimes. I, I love it. Alvin Kamara again the surprise nine carries thirty nine yards um, with three receptions for only seven yards. So he's struggling a little bit yesterday. Um, Jarvis Landry talked about him seven receptions one hundred and fourteen yards. That's Jarvis Landry right there. Michael Thomas five receptions fifty seven yards two TDs. On the Falcon side, Marcus Mariota, 215 yards, so a decent day, but also 72 yards rushing and a touchdown. So, again, doing well. The leading rusher, though, Cordell Patterson. What have you guys been waiting on? We've been talking about him for years already. 120 yards and a touchdown, um, and he had three receptions for 16 yards. Drake London, five receptions, 74 yards. Um, so, again, not much other than that in the receiving core. All right, Justin, what say you on this one? Uh, yeah, it was good to see. Like I said, it was good to see Mariota back on the field. It's good to see Mariota using his legs again. Um, he's always been a good running quarterback. Uh, one thing that I want to take away is Drake London was your leading receiver in this game for the Falcons. Kyle Pitts only had, I believe, 19 yards. Mm. I mean, it, it's really the who's the benefactor of the double team. And obviously, it's going to be Drake London until Drake London starts seeing it. So, I, I look for Drake London to be a very solid pick. Um, on the other side, you know, I said it, Taysom Hill was one of 
one of my guys from the Saints that was going to be a sneaky play. And then uh, Jarvis Landry, I mean, talk about a hell of a catch, too. He made a hell of a sideline catch to make this comeback go happen. Um, love me some Jarvis Landry. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad to see him out of Cleveland and out of the, the garbage disposal that is Cleveland that just eats you up. Um, back into a situation where he can actually get some touches, you know. Uh, and then, like I said, Michael Thomas coming in the clutch in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns, absolutely. Uh, Chris Olave had three catches for seven for 41 yards, so he wasn't completely shut out. But, you know, obviously as a rookie, he's got a little bit of time to grow. Overall, though, outside of Kamara, really liked how the Saints team responded to the adversity of being down. Like, I feel like a lot of people were going like, oh, shoot, is this Saints, the Super Bowl call, a bad one? Because the Falcons were absolutely whooping on them. And then they made this comeback and kind of, in my opinion, silenced a little bit of the critics because the Falcons aren't that bad, but the Saints aren't going to you know, go down without having a fight. So I like this game. Uh, it was very entertaining from the red zone perspective because they would just constantly be going back and forth. And the guy who runs Edzo- a red zone, he was always just like, oh, my God, and Mariota's running down the field. Or, oh, there's Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah, so, yeah, interesting matchup. Um, you know, what surprised me, I think, the most, though, was the Saints defense. Like, that, that surprised me the most, I think, more than anything. Um, they were supposed to be this stout – defense and they just they obviously didn't come to play against you know this very I don't know nice way to put it but you know limited Falcons offense all right moving on to the next one Ravens Jets 24-9 we all kind of knew this was going to happen Lamar Jackson 200 took a little bit to happen but 213 yards three TDs did have a pick he only ran for six uh, six times for 17 yards so looks like he knew that you know what if I sit back here enough the Jets eventually are going to give me something, and they did. Rashawn Bateman, two receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Devin Duvernay, four receptions, 54 yards, two TDs. And again, I mentioned it. Mark Andrews was their leading reception uh, leader, five receptions, but only got 52 yards out of it. So just a, just a note on that as well. All right, so uh, Nick, we'll go to you. Anything remarkable? Oh, I, I was supposed to bring the Jets up. My bad. Flacco, 370, <laughs> 307 yards. Touchdown interception. Again, we talked about this is of note. Uh, Michael Carter, 10, 10 carries, 60 yards, uh, made good use um, of his time. And Brees Hall, six, six carries for 23 yards. And you mentioned it, though, PPR-wise, Brees was saved by the six receptions for 38 yards. Um, no Elijah Moore. I mean, he was all right. Five receptions, 49 yards. Corey Davis, six receptions, 77 yards. Nick, what say you on this matchup? Uh, no, typical, typical outs- outcome. But I did see uh, a meme where it had Joe Flacco's face on it, and it said the Ravens had no problem making me the highest-paid quarterback. So uh, I thought that I thought that was funny. And then the loss brought um, Joe Flacco to zero and six as the Jets' career starter. Mm, that's an interesting stat. All right, let's go on to the next matchup: <laughs> the Commanders, the NFC East leading Commanders, according to Justin. Uh, 28 to 22 kind of struggled a little bit against the Jags though. So let's talk about the day Carson Wentz had, he had 313 yards four take four TDs with two interceptions. Um, he also ran for 12 yards. So at least he did a little bit um, on the ground. Uh, again, Carson Wentz, like you said, it was a Carson Wentz type day. Oh my God, Jamal. Oh my goodness. The 
Wow. I, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. In Monday Night Football, Melvin Gordon on the previous drive, it's 17-13 Seahawks. On the previous drive, he fumbled at the goal line, giving the Seahawks the ball. Now it's Williams in at running back, and he fumbles the ball at the goal line. So the Seahawks giving up another, giving it again. Again, the Broncos having some fumble issues tonight. All right, let's go. I'm sorry. So Antonio Gibson, um, he had 14 carries for 58 yards. And he had seven receptions for 72 yards. So he had a great PPR day. Terry McLaurin, 50, 58 yards and one TD. Curtis Samuel, eight receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. I think that's uh, due to note. And Jahan Dotson. Remember I tried to trade you, Jahan Dotson, for one of your draft picks last, next year, Nick? Well, that ain't happening anymore. Three receptions, 40 yards, two touchdowns. Showing work. It's one game. And I have him on my bench in our league. So, <laughs> and so on the other side, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, 275 yards TD. My, uh, James Robinson, 66 yards and a touchdown. Um, he really had a great day. We talked about that earlier. Travis Etienne continued to struggle. Christian Kirk, six receptions, 117 yards. Justin, talk about this matchup. You've been talking about this commander's team. What say you? Okay, so like I said before, it was the most Carson Wentz game I've seen. Um, he was he was spectacular at times, and then he was just absolutely Carson Wentz at times. So talk about the spectacular. He was he was hitting these guys, and Terry McLaren he hit down the sideline for a forty nine yard touchdown. Um, I thought you know that there's your connection. You got to make that happen more often. And then this guy Jahan Dotson. I mean Jahan Dotson caught the in my opinion, the game-winning touchdown, even though there was another play, there was another drive for the Jaguars afterwards. But the body control that this guy has and the wherewithal that he had to come back in and catch this ball on the final drive for the Commanders was, I was just like, I was blown away because a lot of people thought this was a wasted first-round pick. Obviously, it's not because he's obviously a very good football player. Um it was good to see Logan Thomas back out there as well. He got a 27-yarder, and he wrapped it up, I think, with like 43 yards. Don't have the stats in front of me right now. Uh, one one keynote is actually Antonio Gibson, who tore it up in the receiving game, but wasn't half bad in the rushing game as well. He was breaking off good carries, and he was also breaking off. He caught some good uh, passes and broke off, some, uh, broke off two 25-yard runs after the catch. Um... And then on the Jaguar side, this was a tough one because I still think Lawrence is such a young quarterback that he's not really, you know, ready to to take that next step yet. But hopefully a year with Doug Peterson will get him there. Christian Kirk looked phenomenal. He caught six passes for 117 yards. Um, you know, obviously Robinson looked good. And I won't trash ETN. He looked good. He just did not look like the starter. If that means anything, you know, he had, I believe he had 40 yards rushing and, you know, he caught a couple or no, he, I think he had 40 yards receiving off of uh, two big catches. And then yeah, I think he had a good amount rushing too. I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. Sorry about that. But to be honest, he didn't look bad. He just doesn't look like he's the lead guy in this offense and everybody paid up for him to be the lead guy. So if you paid for him in the fifth round and the guy got James Robinson in the twelfth round, well, the joke's on you, my friend. The yeah, joke I think is we on you. I think we talked about that actually in the offseason. I, I could have swore. I, I people oh, need to. People need shit, to I wrote them. a whole article on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people listen to other people, man. We've been pretty right. I mean, I have to say so far. All right, let's get on. This is a game Nick really want to talk about. 
the beatdown the Vikings put on the Packers 23 to 7. Aaron Rodgers, 195 yards, no TDs. Um, Aaron Jones, five carries, 49 yards. Um, he and I'm looking for the receptions, three for 27. AJ Dillon, 10 carries for 45 yards. He did get in the end zone, so that's how he was the better back um, yesterday. Um, you talked about these receivers, Romeo Dobbs, all this hype, four receptions. He was their leading guy, four receptions, 37 yards. I mean, not good. They got to get these guys um, going for sure. On the Viking side of the football, Kirk Cousins, he definitely liked that yesterday, 277 yards, two TDs. Dalvin Cook had an okay day, 20 receptions for 90 yards. You're expecting a lot more, though, a little bit. Of Dalvin, three receptions, 18 yards. Justin Jefferson, the man, the myth of the hour, nine receptions, 184 yards, two TDs. A huge day for Justin Jefferson. Nick, what say you on the matchup? All right, well, uh, player-wise, I'm going to put this half on uh, Karen and half on the defense because um, – Put on Karen because the guy said earlier, you know, he could have deferred money. He could have take could take a less restructures deal to keep Devontae around. He said, "Nope, I'm getting mine." So now you're getting yours. You're getting your share of. Uh, I don't want to be here's and uh, all his all his receivers are are dropping the ball. And then he goes off and says in the comments after the post game, he goes, "Well, patience got to run pretty thin if we keep losing." Well. You you get what you get, okay? Put that way. Uh, the the defense again. Defense was optional because I don't know how in the hell you miss Justin Jefferson. How do you not cover eighteen? There were so many times when he was wide open uh, on on the one catch. There was not a defender in fifteen yards when he caught the ball. He didn't. He couldn't believe that there was nobody around him. So uh, again. I, I know he just got off the bus. I know he just got there, but um, but I mean, cover eighteen, holy crap! So uh, there's no, there's really not much to say else. Uh, Green Bay didn't do anything, um, and uh, Minnesota did everything that they did to win the game. Indeed, took it to them for sure. All right, let's go up to a real interesting game: uh, the Titans and the Giants. What a great finish this was with Saquon Barkley finishing off. Win 21 to 20. Daniel Danny Dimes didn't really drop too many dimes, but enough to win it. 188 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He also ran for 25 yards on six carries. Saquon Barkley talked about the big day 18 carries, 164 yards, and a TD. Um, a big day to say the least. And he did um, catch that shovel pass. He had six receptions for 30 yards. So had a great day um, to say the least. He was the big dog. Sterling Shepard did have a decent day uh, with yard 71 with a TD, but it was only t- on two receptions, so might want to be a little weary on that. Uh, Kenny Dolliday continued to stay on his holiday and did absolutely <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, 266 yards, two TDs. Um, surprisingly, Derrick Henry, not much, 82 yards on the ground. Wasn't a big day. It was Dontrell Hillier day, though, with the three receptions, 61 yards, two touchdowns i think that was just game script um sounds like it just didn't look like it was henry's time to get in there look like a couple receptions paid off um Traylon burks did all right three receptions 55 yards kyle phillips actually was our leading uh receiver six receptions six receptions for 66 yards hopefully that's not a sign for him justin what say you uh weirdly enough fred was right on this one don't play robert woods he was because right. He was. Bobby he only caught one ball for 13 yards. He was wow. Um, yeah. 
So I'll actually say this. A lot of people want Tannehill out in Tennessee for Malik Willis, the new shiny toy. I I asked them why. Tannehill had a good game. 266 yards, two touchdowns, was not frugal with his passes, did not throw any interceptions. Why do you want him out? Because you want to test drive the new Mercedes? And what what if it's a lemon, you know? Right. So um, for them, I say maybe hold tight on Tannehill. He did get you to a first-round bye last year without Derrick Henry. Uh, Daniel Jones on the other side. Finally, Danny Dimes is dropping it off to Saquon Barkley. So you all know I hated on Saquon Barkley for last week. And you know what? I'll accept my L for that one. You know why? Because I like the fact that he's getting involved in the passing game again. When he was running, when he was a running back one his rookie year, it was because he got 73 receptions that year. He was an absolute monster. And I want that to be pushed into this narrative. I want you to push Saquon Barkley to 100 targets this year. I want to see that man, you know, get back to that relevance. I am officially on the Saquon Barkley train again now that Danny Dimes is willing to throw to him. Um, and then otherwise, you know, like you said, Sterling Shepard had a Sterling Shepard day, right? He shows up for two catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. He'll do that like every three days or every three games, maybe get injured along the way, spend a little bit. It, the thing is, is once you go get him on the waiver wire, he's going to get injured that game. So be wary <laughs> about that. That's, <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. Um, and as far as their rookie wide receiver, he didn't really show out too much. One catch for five yards. Uh, overall, you know, they had a tight end catch a one reception, one yard for one TD. He pulled himself a Mike Evans game. You guys remember when he had two receptions, two yards, and two sheets? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was a it was a good day to be a Giants fan, and that's I mean, honestly, Giants are one of those organizations that I like to see them win because they've lost so much since Eli Manning's been gone that I'm kind of like, it's like the Mets winning. I'm like, yeah, they throw them a freaking parade. They won a game. I know Nick doesn't feel the same sentiment because he's in the division, but. But um, I was happy that, uh, like you said, the wheelbarrow balls got them to this W today um, or on Sunday. But, yeah, that's that's my analysis on them. I, I still won't pick Danny Dimes as my quarterback. But, like I said, I did like that he was utilizing Saquon a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the Chargers and the Raiders. Pretty decent matchup here. Chargers winning 24-19. Derek Carr, 295 yards, two TDs, three, uh, two TDs and three INTs. Um, so kind of a Derek Carr, like he definitely struggled a bit, obviously, to, uh, um, giving the ball up. But we talked about in the offseason, this Chargers defense, I mean, it's it's meant it's built to uh, make plays. Um, so that's exactly what they did yesterday. Devontae Adams, 110 reception, 141 yards and a TD. Darren Waller was showing up, four receptions, 79 yards. Hunter Renfro disappeared, unfortunately. Um, Josh Jacobs had an okay day. He had uh, 57 yards on the ground, and he had one reception uh, for 16 yards. Chargers, 279 yards from Herbert, three TDs. Austin Eckler was surprising, 36 um, yards on the ground, four receptions for 36. 36 seemed to be the theme. He should have been on the flops, actually, um, as well. Joshua Kelly was actually uh, looked like he even ran a little better, 5.2 average when he was in. Keenan Allen, we talked about before, got hurt, four receptions, 66 yards. DeAndre Carter, 
Might be somebody you want to talk about picking up if uh, Keen Allen's not a go. 64 yards and a TD with three receptions. Gerald Everett, again, nice stream this week. Um, three receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. Nick, what say you? Uh, another flop you can add is Mike Williams. Two two receptions on four targets for 10 yards. Um, so let's talk about the Raiders first. Um, we'll talk about, Josh Jacobs was pretty much taken out of the game from jump due to the, they got behind and then a negative game script. So, so that just took him out of the game. Um, now there was 35 targets total for the Raiders. Devonte Adams got 17 of those 35. Okay. So, so, you know, let's just triple team him and then, and then throw to some, throw to somebody else. Uh, you know, typical Derek Carr, everyone's going to jump on that train and, um, it's just, it might work. I, it'll get better. It'll get better. Uh, Austin Eckler definitely should have been a flop. Again, apparently he, he wasn't needed and, uh, the, the, Chargers just jumped out early and they just took uh, command of the game and they got the turnovers. I mean, you know, you look at the one stat line, a lot of teams don't win when they, when they got three plus turnovers and it just, that's just the way, you know, you give the ball three times. It's, it's hard to win. Indeed. Um, All right, let's move on to the last four o'clock game. The chiefs dominating the Cardinals. Pat Mahomes definitely should have got a game ball. 360 yards, five TDs. But listen, if I have to hear one more analyst say, well, don't Tyree kill Patrick Mahomes just fine. Again, it's one game. It's the Cardinals. He did play very well, mind you. Um, Pacheco, by the way, was their leading carrier. 12 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we talked about his big game because in the air he got three receptions, 32 yards, two TDs on the ground seven uh carries for 42 yards so something to note though um pacheco was the leading carrier so maybe that's due to game script them being up who knows but something to monitor yeah, going forward exactly travis kelsey eight receptions 129 21 yards and td um juju 79 yards so he was actually made a couple big plays so if he's on your waiver wire maybe something you might want to look at this week uh kyler murray 193 yards two tds a lot of garbage time uh, five carries, 29 yards. Did not look very good. Um, did not look like he gained very well, as Nick noted earlier. Um, Nick, what do you say on the matchup? Uh, I think they, they need to put that study clause back in his contract because uh, there's a couple of plays. He didn't look like he knew what the hell he was doing. Uh, couldn't couldn't read the defense. Uh, I sent you all a clip earlier. Um, there's another guy on this team on the Cardinals named Greg Dortch. Uh, that might be a waiver wire chase. So, so be cautious about, about that. Uh, the new shiny toy, uh, Marquise Brown only got four, um, receptions, 43 yards and a score. That's what saved him. Um, nothing spectacular. Uh, their, their defense is just absolutely torrid, uh, on the, on the Chiefs. I'm sorry, on the, uh, Cardinal side, side of it. And that's, Pretty much it, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Well, what am I going to say? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. He only he he only missed nine nine passes. He only missed <laughs> nine passes. So, um, if you have him, start him. Right, got it. <laughs> That's got him, advice right there, Nick. 
I know, right? right? You got to light them up. All right. That's so, why I get paid uh, the big bucks over here. <laughs> Let's go on to the uh, late night. I don't even know if that was a football game. The Buccaneers. You're, you're the Colin Cowherd of this show. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That is the best compliment I could ever receive. I, I'm so glad you interrupted <laughs> me to say that. All right. So the Bucks dominating the Cowboys. 19 to 3. That defense looks for real. I was wrong. Brady, the line looked good enough to have Leonard Fournette run for 127 yards. He looked great last night. Two receptions for 10. Tom looked good too at times. I mean, 212 yards, one team. Not a great stat line, um, but doesn't matter. Uh, didn't really, like you mentioned earlier, Bucks didn't, he didn't really need to do much. And I don't even need to go to the Cowboys side because what what is there even good to mention? Like what even happened that was good on that side? My I don't team was side. over. They're pretty much. Justin, what say you, sir? So the only thing of mention for the Cowboys is Micah Parsons is a badass. That man sacks. <laughs> oh my god, he treated he treated Tom Brady like his own personal rag doll. Two sacks in this game. He he's a monster, but. Otherwise, I mean, you know what? I'll give it to Zeke. Zeke looked good in this game. He just, to be honest with you, the game script got away from them. So, oh, yeah. and the game script's not going to be in his favor the rest of the season. So, I would say probably try and get rid of him at some point. I was very disappointed. Tony Pollard only had like I think twenty-two all-purpose yards. Um, I think he had fourteen through the air, and then you have yeah, twenty-two, eight on the rushing. On the other side, Leonard Fournette looking real damn good right now as you're running back too. Um, and then Julio Jones, that's the guy right there. If And he might have made it to your waiver wire. So that's the guy right there I'm looking at with Chris Godwin out. We know we now know what Julio Jones and Tom Brady looks like, and it looks like the Julio Jones of old. Now you got to deal with Julio. You got to deal with week seven. two six foot three freaks, Julio Jones and Mike Evans. Pick your poison, boys. Pick your poison. Um, outside of that, nobody else really, you know, stood out to me. Uh, like you said, this defense is just good. I mean, the secondary is good. The front seven is good. Yeah, Start him. Yeah, it's really good. On Dallas' side, they got a guy named Noah Brown was was the receiver. Who the hell is Noah Brown? (laughs) He's their four-string receiver that beat out their rookie to play that game. So, I mean, hey, you know what? It went. You know, we don't have with with Dak Prescott out. I'm not sure I trust any Cowboy right now. Um, you know that, and again, with like you mentioned, with him in, he didn't look very good neither. So, so we're gonna close things out. We're gonna just talk about the Monday night. I'll just tell you about what's going on right now. It is seventeen thirteen Seahawks. Russell Wilson, two hundred seventy yards and a touchdown. Uh, Melvin Gordon leading the carries, nine uh, forty three yards. Javonta Williams, um, he has seven for forty three. Cortland Sutton, seventy two yards for that big debate. Jerry Judy, two receptions, 70 yards, but got the TD. So everyone was big debate between who was the better. Geno Smith tonight, great stat line, 191, two touchdowns. Rashad Penny, 12 receptions for 60 yards um, as well. So, again, this is going to be an interesting matchup. The um, Broncos now are driving um, here late in the fourth quarter with it's 9-13. So we'll see who ends up pulling this one off. I know I just need one yard from Javonta Williams, and I'm going to pull this thing off. I just need Albert O to sit his ass on the bench 
and get a get a yard from Javante Williams, and I'm calling it a W. Worth All noting, right, two goal line fumbles from Denver. I know. That's why I'm like, oh, we're both running backs it. too. I yeah, just one both. That's true. I know they're getting close to the goal line too. So now I'm getting like all nervous. All right, let, let's go because we got a big show for you tomorrow. Talking about our waiver wires and all our good stuff. We're gonna get out of here so we can finish Monday Night Football. We appreciate you, and we are out. We're on a mission. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.